it's always good to know before we start the meditation to just bring to mind your, your motivation while you are meditating, while you are practicing and just kind of connect with that motivation. And I'm pointing the mind to the present moment by becoming aware of the body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. And I'm just looking at the breath, taking an interest in the breath. Is it long or short? No need you know, to think about that, but just like becoming aware of how the breath is. And then look, taking the whole body into awareness, the whole body just sitting and breathing, not just the breath, but the whole body. <coughs> and that shift requires you know, energy to stay with the mindfulness and the curiosity and applying it to the whole body breathing. That's the third factor of awakening. So now we have the first three, mindfulness, investigation of dhammas or curiosity, and the third one is virya energy. And to just sustain the interest of staying with the present moment experience.
and letting go of tension and really settling into body breathing in and breathing out. Smoothing out the experience and allowing it to settle. Then that you know that brings forth the next factor of enlightenment, which is uh, part. It's called pity. It's like subtle experience of joy or at least contentment is always possible. Just being content with the present moment experience. You know, and if you don't, if you can't connect with that contentment, maybe you know reflect on that you're keeping the precepts or you know, that you're following in the path of the Buddha, that can help also to bring up you know, a subtle measure of contentment or joy. And from that contentment, then you know, allowing the mind just to do what it wants to do, but not getting involved. Like a mother, you know, looking at her children in the playground. She's not gonna go with them into the sand pit. She just enjoys their happiness. And so just looking at the mind and not getting involved. Calming the mind. This basadi, the fourth factor, or the fifth factor of awakening. So now, you know, we have already been hiking up the mountain with mindfulness, curiosity, and energy and then on the top of the mountain there's the joy or contentment and then a natural unfolding kicks in which is tranquility through you know looking at the mind and not getting involved and then the fragmentation of the mind disappears and it's all you know, coming together like 
the mind becomes collected and stable, samadhi. And then from that stability and calmness, you know, we stay connected with our experience, but at the same time spacious and balanced. That's Ubeka, equanimity. So a grounded and spacious, stable and open so that's you know the sequence how those factors of enlightenment naturally unfold and they you know they all now all seven are present seven facets of uh, unity seven facets of the mind seven factors of the mind which can be trained through meditation. So and then from time to time we can just check the mind, you know, are they present, the seven factors, or are they not present? Is the mind calm or is, is the mind sluggish then we need to put in some of the more energizing factors strengthening those if the mind is like a bit restless we you know we emphasize the calming factors so mindfulness you know knows what is needed And we are just you know, aware of the mind as it is. And if the objects move through the mind, we just let them be, not getting involved. Like if you're walking down the street and there's you know people coming down the street, you know, you just say hi and move on. Not, not sitting down for a cup of tea or something. Just saying hi and bye. But if you get involved, and if you notice you're getting involved, then you just start again from the beginning. You know, setting up mindfulness and curiosity. And then up to equanimity
And if there's a certain stability and equanimity where the mind has settled in this way and always calm and steady, then we can uh, become aware of the mind as such, the knowing. when we spoke before this uh, simile with the sky and the clouds you know being aware of the sky not of the clouds the clouds might still wander by you know in the background but not getting involved and putting a particular emphasis on the clarity. And at the same time also monitoring, you know, if the mind gets sluggish, then bring in some energy. So it's a constant, you know, vigilance is needed but not in a kind of restless nervous way in a desire you know wanting something but just more just watching and you know expressing in your posture also that interest just sitting up and then fully taking your seat. It's not about relaxing only. It's a you know it's a balance between a relaxation and alertness.
knowing, you know, knowing the mind as, as it is, knowing the mind as such. Dropping the ego. No need, you know, to to relate it back to my knowing or I am knowing. Just knowing. There's no need, you know, to identify with the knowing or with the body or the breathing or with anything. It's still all operating without me. So there's like a temporary liberation of the mind. The ego is just in abeyance, basically, temporarily. And that this gives us a taste, you know, of anatta. A taste of liberation of the of Nibbana. You know, noticing the peacefulness and the, the, you know, unworldly joy, which is a very subtle, the unworldly beauty of that mind state. There's no clinging there, there's no suffering there because there's no clinging. And at the same time, you know, whatever occurs, the mind effortlessly knows. We don't need to make any effort. Sounds or sensations, feeling, tone. It's just effortlessly known. It's reflected back without any... input, you know, from me.
No subject and no object, just knowing or awareness. empty of self. The mind is not grasping anything. The self is in abeyance. And also you know, the, the reasoning behind this uh, practice which we are doing is you know, to familiarize ourselves with what's called the refuge, you know, or Bhutto, or awareness, or the knowing, or mindfulness. There are so many different ways how we can name this. So that in our daily lives, you know, when we are challenged by causes and conditions that are coming together and challenging our patterning, our karmic patterning, so then we have hopefully you know, more capacity to be the knowing of what's happening rather than you know, getting caught up in unskillful ways of re- reacting. So that, you know, that resting in the knowing or you know, what we are practicing right now is in the service of you know, greater capacity of responding from a place of spaciousness. You know, when we go back into our home, into our workplace, uh, whatever we're going to do next. So we have more capacity to respond from spaciousness, rather than reacting, you know, from contracting around and becoming our mind states or, you know, acting out from resisting unpleasant feeling. Those seven factors of awakening are the seven qualities we need to develop in order to be able to respond rather than react. 
and that's why they are you know, called treasures and also why they are used you know, as a protection chant because they have such far-reaching influence to you know, change our ways how we relate to our experience.
And then, you know, as the next step in the meditation, we're just paying attention to impermanence. attention and permanence in the body and feeling tone maybe you can hear certain sounds Fading away of attachment, fading away of craving. And then gradual cessation of, of suffering. And then seeing this trajectory you know, it encourages the man to let go and uh, giving it all back to nature.
So in a few minutes I'm going to ring the bell and then again, you know, paying attention to endings. The ending of the session, ending of the retreat. really allowing that ending to be there. And not, not glossing over it to the next thing. Mm. 